Welcome to the Rebuilding Mindsets Podcast. This is Coach Wish, and I'm a certified master transformational coach, husband, father, and entrepreneur. Along with my co-host, Steve O'Brien, father, coach, and entrepreneur. This podcast is here to inspire, challenge, and encourage you to get out of your own way by rebuilding the beliefs you have about yourself, others, and the world around you. We will dive into different areas of personal development, revealing our experience, perspectives, and insights, and demonstrate all that is in the way of achieving anything you want is attainable by rebuilding your mindset. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Rebuilding Mindsets. This is Coach Wish, and I'm here with my co-host, Steve O. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope you can take a minute after you listen to this show to leave us a five-star rating on Apple or subscribe on Spotify so we can grow our audience. Today, we're going to discuss how you can use your inner strength to overcome addictions. And we're going to then bring the hammer and reveal how you can use this to improve your life. So I want to start today with a question to the audience. And that, you know, I'll give you a moment to think about it. That question is, what's an addiction that you would love to overcome and be rid of? What's an addiction that you would love to overcome and be rid of? So you think about that for a second. I'll give you some, some background. So addiction is any form, or addiction in any form, is caused by a lack of basic human needs for love, safety, or belonging. And I challenge you to think about which one of these you may be missing as it pertains to your addiction. Because addictions are just coping mechanisms for a deeper pain that we're actually hiding from. Now, safety can be a lack of intimacy with a partner. This is... And that's where I was for much of my adult life. My wife was not into physical contact. And the fact that I am kind of drove me to use pornography to fill that void. So the problem that caused for me was that it isolated me and you know took me into these unrealistic fantasies that took me even further away from reality and took me further away from real life, which drove me even further from the love and belonging that I was looking for. Um, so Steve, what, uh, what are your thoughts on addictions? And, and, and if you want to comment, you know, just highlight some of the other areas besides the one I mentioned of, of where people can get, can get stuck and addicted. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, addictions are sort of a, a tough thing that most people, um, you know, live, live and deal with, you know, the most obvious would be drugs or alcohol. Um, you know, like the one you mentioned pornography, that's a big one for men and women. Um, but a little bit more, um, close for me would be like food or sugar. Um, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard to admit, but, um, being addicted to sugar, um, pl- plays its part in, in a lot of things in my life. Also caffeine. Like I know I do I also drink a lot of caffeine. So I think the two of them kind of go hand in hand. Um, But yeah, it's usually, usually like I can, I can, I'm trained enough now where I can spot it, but that doesn't necessarily mean I always have the inner strength to stop it. Um, Usually, you know, sugar cravings or it really comes in the form of being hungry or thinking that I'm hungry. Um, And there's certain parts of the day where it usually triggers for me. Um, and it's kind of, it, it's hit or miss for me um, where I feel like there's weeks that I'm on and there's weeks that I'm off. 
Um, and, you know, for the weeks that I'm off, I really feel it in my energy. Um, I usually end up taking on some type of guilt or shame along with it because I know better. Right. But at the same time, just because I know better, it, it, you know, it doesn't stop me from doing it. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's constant work is really what it boils down to. It's, it's having the will to want, you know, to remove those things from your life. Um, you know, I, in, in, in other circumstances like drugs or alcohol, um, I know, I know many, I have many friends kind of have danced in that arena. Um, many have given their addictions to, you know, to God, many have, you know, done a lot of the work to get through, through some of those things. Um, but yeah, I really just, you know, some of the consequences are just, again, you're filling that void. So it leaves you feeling worn out, worn down, tired. You feel that shame, that guilt, it, it leads to depression, anxiety. Um, so yeah, it's, and, and it take it takes personal development work to really build that inner strength. Right. Yeah. You mentioned a couple of the consequences. I was going to list off a few more here. Um, you know, broken, broken and poor relationships, you know, uh, things can get it in between husbands and wives and, and parents and you know, siblings and everything. It can, it can mess up a lot of relationships, make them a lot more difficult. Now you mentioned feelings of shame and guilt and depression, all, all definitely apparent when you're struggling with an addiction, uh, you know, job losses or school issues, you know, if you're, if you're, you're still in school, it can be, you know, uh, the, one of the other ones that you, I don't think you touched on was video game addictions. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, young people right now fighting with that one, um, you know, and how that can affect their schooling, um, or, or potential for getting jobs. Um, and or, and or you know when you've got drugs and alcohol and you lose your job, you know things like that. It's just it's, it it really can get in the way. Um, you know emotion emotional intimacy with your spouse. You know pornography can can get in the way of that. Um, reduce sexual satisfaction. Also a, a huge one on on the pornography side of things. Or are doing that fantasy stuff. It just it can it can mess your mind up and and that even make you even not allow you to enjoy when you were actually with another person. So um, another one is just wasting time, you know, that, you know, any, any of the addictions you know, are, are time wasters and they steal from time that we could be more productive. And then, you know, the big, another big one is, is deepening addiction. Uh, a lot, you know, a lot of people will, will just, you know, it's a, it's a hit or miss, you know, a day here, a day there, they struggle with it. But um, I have heard of people that can really take it deeper um, into, you know, really, <laughs> I want to, want it's a PG podcast, so I don't want to go too deep into the, to the descriptive of it, but just going into the kind of the seedy underbelly of, of particular issues, whether it's drugs, alcohol, sex, um, addiction, you know, getting more expli explicit needs and actually having dangerous, getting into dangerous behaviors because of those addictions as well. Um, you know, on the drug side, you know, start smoking pot and then on to, you know, bigger and better things that can really mess you up. 
And then probably the biggest, one of the biggest places that impact people is, is the financial threat. Um, all of the above, you know, the money that's involved in all of these addictions. I mean, they, they, of course, those industries are making buku money, you know, drugs, alcohol, sex. They're all making, making a lot of bank. And what that's doing is taking money out of our pockets. And that causes a whole nother level of stress, feelings, and shame, guilt, depression, et cetera. So, so Steve, uh, I, I, you mentioned earlier that you've, you've known some people um, that have struggled with some of these. What are, what's, uh, what are some of the things that you've seen people struggle with? Uh, well, first, I can comment on myself. <laughs> I, I've witnessed myself go through uh, a couple of these um, addictions. One, again, was uh, pornography for me. Um, and one of the things that allowed me to overcome that was, and I really true is kind of, it's, it's a strength and not a weakness. And that would be vulnerability. Um, I, I had to figure out how to be vulnerable enough with myself first to sort of look in the mirror and realize what was going on. And then I had to be vulnerable enough and find the strength and the courage to go and uh, seek help or go and just really start making changes to move away from those things. Um, and again, it's kind of, you can kind of go across the game, but it would be drugs, alcohol, you know, food, sugar. Like I've kind of struggled with all, most of those at different, you know, parts of different seasons in my life. Um, and, and again, like you said, it, it leads to broken and poor relationships. Um, and I think the most important relationship that it breaks is the relationship with yourself um, and the relationship with your higher power. You know, until I really reestablished um, my relationship with my higher power, it was those things were really difficult to overcome because you you're left to turn inward, but inward is emptiness, right? The whole kind of dichotomy of what really takes place and kind of transpires through that addiction is you lose touch with yourself. And once you lose touch with yourself, you then start to lose touch with kind of just everything else that's going on around you. And that's how you break, you know, relationships or they go from good to bad. Um, and again, you know, more wasted time, you're less productive. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, again, really, I've, I've watched myself go through it. Um, you and I, we've been great friends for the last few years. We've shared, um, many stories privately about things that we've struggled with. Um, I've watched my wife to be, um, Amy. She, I mean, she's a true champion. She gave up drinking, uh, over three years ago. And, um, she's really a true inspiration for me in my life and kind of just watching how disciplined she is in making sure that her inner strength, her inner game is rock solid. Um, you know, she, she takes that as serious as death. She takes that as, you know, it's probably the most important thing um, in her life above and beyond me, right? Like, I think, you know, a lot of times we misinterpret like the struggles that someone's going through and we internalize what somebody else is going through through our own lens where where um you know instead of being like more supportive like i know first and foremost like her journey dealing with that comes before 
everything in our relationship, right? Like her, her morning routine is she picks up her Bible. She does her daily devotions. Um, I mean, and she's not perfect every day, but if she misses a day here and there, she literally goes back and reads them to catch herself up. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's really incredible to watch um, when you see somebody truly kind of, you know, go through the train, the transformation, go through all the, the, the grittiness of dealing with what is all the underlying issues. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. And there's, and there's many ways that you can receive, receive support. There are, you know, lifelines that you can reach out for, or, you know, look out for. Um, so yeah. Yeah, actually, that's perfect. Perfect segue into what I was going to talk about next is is those lifelines. So, you know, first first one on my list is support, support groups. Uh, anything from Alcoholics Anonymous, Narcotics Anonymous, uh, Celebrate Recovery, uh, groups like that are that are out there. They're you know been out there for a long, long time, and they help a lot of people. Um, you know, so it's it's groups of of people that have been in that position, been addicts, and they've gotten themselves clean and, and are, are, you know, are works in progress themselves. Because again, once you're an addict of something, you're always an addict, you're always in recovery. Um, and you know, those people then helping other people to hold them up and support them. Uh, that's kind of leads to my second one is accountability partners, which I'm going to talk about more in a minute. Um, then there are, there are lots of addiction recovery groups that can be found on the internet in, in, the Facebook world or other places like that, you know, that aren't, you know, the, the formal AA or NA kind of, of groups. So, you know, a Google search can, can definitely find something if you're looking for it. Um, and then there's their software too, uh, especially like for pornography, there's, there's different softwares you can use to um, be able to block those sites and, and, um, use those those things and then you know when you start talking about food lifeline lifeline when you're addicted to sugar is you know try to keep those those things out of your house especially a lot of times i'll hear people make an excuse well well my, you know my spouse buys it for the kids and it's in the house and i gotta eat well your kids shouldn't be eating it either so <laughs> you know get, get that stuff out of the house and then you're not tempted to have it because i i, I wouldn't say i was addicted to sugar but i know that if there's you know if somebody puts a a uh, pack of cookies on the counter, I'm sure it's not going to look at it because I know how, how good they taste and it's uh, something I'm going to indulge in. So just not buying that kind of stuff. Um, any other options that uh, or suggested lifelines that you have, Steve, that you use? I think the biggest thing is the accountability partner, right? And, and making sure you have the right support group, the right support network, um, kind of going back to alcohol and drugs, AA is a fabulous platform for recovery. Now, the softwares, I didn't know that those existed, you know, to to block that type of Internet activity, um, which which I think is actually really cool. And then is there the same thing for like gambling and, and such of, of that nature? I don't know if there is like for gambling online sites, but I do I do know um, from a conversation I had with somebody not too long ago, you can actually if you have a casino, um, if you're addicted to going, going physically to a casino, you can sign yourself out of the casino, which means if you were to go into that casino again, they can actually arrest, have you arrested for trespassing. So 
So that's that's an option for for anyone that's uh, got a gambling addiction. So not not all casinos do that, as I found out, but some of the some of them do, and that's definitely something you want to take advantage of. And I guess I would assume you know for the uh, the websites, you know, like gambling websites and stuff, things that are popping up now also would have that kind of option. But I've never I've had that experience that so. So you actually kind of, you stole my hammer today, Steve, a little bit. I'm going to have to hit you with it. But <laughs> it's now time to bring the hammer and rebuild this in your life. And today's hammer is accountability partnerships. Like I said, I mentioned it earlier. I was going to come back to it. Steve hit it too. But I want to go a little bit deeper into it and talk about it for a few reasons. First, being able to reveal your addiction to one or more people is a very empowering way to get started on getting it under control. Now, doing doing it by yourself and trying to to solve, you know, whatever whatever addiction it is that you have by yourself is you're you're setting yourself up for failure. If you, if you could do it, you'd have done it already. And so, I highly recommend um, getting getting a trusted person in your life. And I'll I'll quantify why I say person, not friend or family member, in a second here. The second reason accountability partnership is awesome is because a good accountability partner can help you see the bigger picture of what your addiction is costing you and keep that in the forefront of your discussions so you don't lose sight of what's really important. So like I said earlier, you know, all of those things that can be consequences of your addictions, you know, the shame, the guilt, you know, relationships, things like that, having an accountability partner can keep those in front of you and highlight those to you to say, you're not even seeing what this is doing to your relationships because you, you're so blind to it. You're so deep into this addiction that you can't see what is actually happening in your life. Uh, the third one is having one or more people on your side uh, and fully dedicated to help you that are not friends or family members actually can give you more comfort in knowing that you can deal with a situation without risking the shame or guilt from someone that you have a, have either had a long stand or have a long standing with or have had a long-term relationship. So again, a friend or family member, that's where, that's where we run into that brick wall of judgment. We don't want our friends or our family judging us because we have this addiction or we feel like we have a weakness. You know, we don't want them to think less of us. So finding someone outside of your current friends and family circle, you know, maybe it's maybe it's someone at church, maybe it's someone at work, maybe it's someone, you know, although work could possibly fill into that, fit into that same role. It'd have to be somebody that you know uh, pretty well, but but reaching out to someone um, or even, even you know, someone in the, I'll, I'll call it in the realm of a current, currently that's someone that's a stranger is is someone that can really help you with that. And there's options and, and all kinds of things out there for you that uh, you can, where you can lean into that. And, and then just being able to be vulnerable with it and, and, trusting in someone to be with you and walk with you and under you know someone that understands and that's I guess where I guess where I, what I didn't mention in that last part was the you know that's where the Facebook groups and things can come in 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 these groups you can connect with people online and you know develop develop a relationship you know it's a long distance relationship it's not a long-term friendship it's something that can can kind of be uh, I don't want to call it disposable but but short term um to where someone can help you through something like that so so to recap for today uh your action step if you do have some kind of addiction again 
whether it's food, drugs, alcohol, pornography, gambling, video games, anything you can think of, sugar, caffeine, like, like, like Steve mentioned, um, any of those, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, your action step for this week is to ask for help. Find someone that can help you. And, you know, we, we use ask, asking for help as one of the premier standards of our men's group. And it's extremely important in these scenarios that we don't try to do life alone, we, that we don't suffer in silence. Ask for help. And if you don't know where to turn, you can always contact us and we'll help you out. So that's all we have for this week. If you want to talk to us more about overcoming an addiction or an obstacle of some kind, you can email us at rebuildingmindset at gmail.com. And until then, we pray for you to find success in everything you do. And we'll see you in our next Thank you for joining us for today's episode. We really enjoyed putting these out there for you and help you cook at least one great idea a way that you can implement in your life. For more information, please visit our website, rebuildingmindsets.com, where we have blog articles, challenges, and information about rebuilding your mindset. And of course, be sure to join us again next week.